Welcome to to this week's edition of Adusto Oli Podcast. We have come back from last week's Grand Slam week. So this is this week is now the follow-up of Grand Slam. So let's start with elevation. We have a short elevation. So the episode was filmed at Arthur Ashe Stadium, the state night at the Grand Slam. Paul White was on commentary since he had a match later on Elevation. But Eddie Kingston, even though he mocked with face in the North Suzuki Lance Archer, they are so go figure. We got Thunder Rosa versus Kayla Sparks. Rosa basically bring the record as 27-2. Her reign in the ring opponent was Kayla Sparks, making her AEW debut. The crowd was hot for almost all of Grand Slam. The match was no exception. All right, booing when Sparks put the boots to her foe. Bring out a Let's Go Rosa chant from the fans. Rosa picked her up for a fire thunder driver and winked at the fans, so it was alright for the world to open elevation. Let's go with Crawford, Jays, Tibbs, and Dean Alexander versus the Dark Order. So basically, be, technically speaking, both teams were making their eight man debut. Technically, I always wonder something why you call tag team duos, three man or three trios, but we got eight man and ten man, we call them trios. You know what? We go four or four or five. Five, I'm fine. I'm not overthinking this. Mark Henry wins with Game of the Goose. I have seen since second grade. We got Kingston on Chris Hero reference when Alex Reynolds hit a Craven suplex. John Silver hit everyone with kicks, tagged in Vance. All four members of Dark Order led a hand until Vance put the full Nelson on for the finish. It was a fun, albeit went one sided. So now we got Paul White versus CPA, BSK, RSP. We gotta admit that Ollie Wrestling has come legally close to making Paul White's entrance reference to Big Show while copying it. It started with, well, his opponents were making Trill's debuts, which I suppose means White is considered a Trill by himself. The Gun Club chaos is strapped to White to chorus of booze. Meanwhile, White handled the test of strength against CPA VSK all by himself. When Ricky Shane Page tried to help all three. Got tossed aside. CPA got his shirt unbuttoned for a chop. RSP got tossed out of the ring one hand. BSK got a chop too. And White finally realized the guns were watching. White did sh- and CPA had her chop. He and BSK got stacked like hardwood in a corner for BSK and another frying pan hand. CPA ate another one at the request of Mark Henry and he threw up an arm to sing the match was over. RSP was knocked down and remaining two got a double choke slam. This was the squashes, squashes. I thought I enjoyed, I thought I enjoyed it, as did the Junk Gun Club. And the rest of it was interviews and from MJF and the rest. So the so basically the rest of the episode was a recap of Grand Slam Ranch page from last week. So this was Elevation. I will review Dark right about now. Okay, let's review Dark. Alright, tonight's episode started with Santana Garrett's confirming and fascinating interview with Alison Revenge that she's all elite. She was immediately challenged to a match by Diane Mad next week. Garrett happily assessed Diamond's laughter and the two start brawling. Thunder Rosa versus Nikia Knight. So let's go to the match. The Parson Yuval Serious crowd was way behind Rosa in this match, so Rosa let her opponent do some hair pulling just to crank them, them up even more. I wanted to like, but seems to me moving in slow motion as Emor moved carefully. Even a flying knee missing the corner was telegraphed. Rosa gave her a double drop kick. Knight gave her some forearms. Rosa did a Russian leg sweep and smelled her with a Peruvian necktie. Pirate Party versus JDX and Carly Bravo. Oh my god, is that Pirate Party? And then the 
Corgan coming from the attack and Brecker returning to JDX and Carly Bravo waiting for them in the ring having no, no record together tag competitors to date. JDX managed to AW faithfully through Miramar and beat Kyle Connors in the challenge finally. After he gained double team for the heat and Bravo got high five following a Christian wrestling night. Mark stayed in the flat even though he wasn't even there and decided I'd get a coffee in. Jay hit the gin and juice combo, got the win as the shots try to stop. Jared Hogan and Sabrina Gray. Her record to date in AEW was 1 3. Gray's record to join was far worse than that. 0 9. As Taz known to Kashi Hogan is an essential talent to have an all elite roster. Apparently, confirmed she is signed with the draw and wanted for her first day dark match. Hogan gave her a roundhouse kick to the head to knock her out, pick up the second win in the promotion. She had a record over nearly 500 in no time flat. Mm-hmm. Preston Vance, the Dark Order vs. Negative One versus Brandon Gore. Ted Boyle, single runner, 27-4. Gore was already in the ring, scored a single runner, 0-1. Gore gave Vance a couple ill-advised chops, moves on taking off his feet for a fallaway slam. Pump kick in the corner, spinal on the pipe of Vance. Gore ate a second one of Gomez from being put in the full Nelson. Headband noticed how muscular Vance's Tad said he's asked a football player, I believe it. Adrian Jarrell and Cesar Bonan to a rising Zinn and Jason Paul St. Patrick. As a team, Adrian Jade and Cesar Bonan has no record, but you should know Bonan is five shots for L right now. St. Jason Patrick in the debut. Tad seems to be ran by Eric Holcomb terrorizing. No, Paul Rossi Sue. Carol put over John as a black belt in Jinjutsu and treated St. Patrick as a training partner. Jade hit a suplex and Johnny Wars with Bonnet. Bonnet tossed like a rag doll, but Patrick escaped. He was picking up again. Rising got the tire. I want to call Hoss Tide Doe. He got no offense. He properly destroyed by Bonnet. Squash horrific. Lance Archer versus Arjun Singh. Speak of Squash, it was dead time for Archer to beat up a, an opponent. We got Arjun Singh. And he finished him off with a blackout for the win. Archer wins with a blackout for the win. We got Ricky Starks with Hook versus Darius Lockhart. That's going to be a champ. Absolutely, Ricky Starks came in the ring with Hook. We're told to the record. Darius Lockhart was late from the ring. So, as expected, Lockhart did a roll over Starks. Though. He hit a flying elbow back off a roll. Starks told his nose. That only fired up Starks. He threw Lockhart and stopped him repeatedly. Performing out to the floor, Lockhart ate the barricade and a ring apron in turn before being coming back and doing check. Let's go, Ricky, Ricky Socks. Socks had suplex slam, but missed with, with the elbow drop. Lockhart tried a black slide, a roll up for two to break ball. Stars kicked Lockhart in the head, but couldn't keep him down for a three. Luka hit a couple of shoulder tackles that crossed by for a near fall, but longer match went more impressive against getting for Lockhart. Confirmed what commentary was all about him being an eight-year veteran. His hot body crossed by and got a 2.999. Uppercuts to the corner from Lockhart. Stark tried to roll up and Lockhart kicked out. Lockhart kicked out. Stark fired a fish and Lockhart was here. Final match, Taz Blaine, Stark's opponent from drinking and partying. Three ways to Eva Uno with Coco Bella with Adrian Emilis and Lion Gray. Grayson Uno brought a tag team record of 22-6 in the match. Gray and Emilis bring a record of 0-7. So, anyway, Grayson put 
took out both of them single-handed attack. Uno did a Uno did a power drive or assist to the kick to the head by grazing the opponents and some very sense. So just like that. Mm-hmm. You got Julia Hart versus Rekka Takahara. Hart was six and eight before this match began, but the good news for her was that Takahara was zero and nine. She got kicked knocked her head with a couple headbutts, started laying body blows and kicks. Hart recovered though just snapped in a table to get body press body press and then made a cover instead she hit a clothesline back elbow both up for pinning Takahi. I like both these women lay out these matches strange. All you know is Maggie and Ryan and all the way to the ring and made it a huge debut. Every time I watch their country think about having this share and should have been in W been in WWE and could have been had their heads up their backside. Even though only time you can see part of your guys just is not the same. Boss and pick up pin while pin while both appear to be someone living in Drew on the apron. Mm-hmm. Martin versus QT Marshall Aaron Solo. Solo and Marshall brought a tag record three and one in the main event. Martin was seven and six in the sixth and final was eleven and six in singles competition. This was the first time teaming together since they were their respective brothers. Sada and Solo immediately started drawing each other in the ring center. Sada got a crucifix with a near fall before tagging Martin in. Martin got a near fall before Marshall got a tag of his own. He immediately tossed Martin head in the air as the fans started booing. Martin got Hester's takeover, kicked Marshall in the jaw. Solo distracted Martin. Marshall popped him with a shot. Martin fought his way out of the corner for a hot tag with Solo with the legal men. Immediately hit a bunch of kicks and a brain buster. Marshall dived onto the break of a near fall moments. The heels took over. Even though it was old school booking, two mean via one was a one man trying to beat two up. Martin got attacked, not everyone down, did a suicide dive, Mark Marshall to the floor, side out did a meteorite, solo keep them at bay, and Martin and Solo did a Valentine's moonsault, saying for good measure. Marshall to sit out pop up back in the ring, but Marshall being kicked out, solo tagged in the veil as Martin finished him up with a trademark double moonsault, jump moonsault, and fell away to end dark. So that was AW Dark and I will review Dynamite basically now. So Stay tuned. Right now, I'm going to do review of Dynamite. Since it's an AEW review weekly on Saturdays, so here it is. Alright, here is my AEW Dynamite review. And we are at the Blue Cross Arena in Rochester, New York. So let's go to it. Let's talk about we have. We have featured Simon Guevara winning the TNT Championship, RS dropping verbal bombs on Rhodes, and Brian Danson instantly challenged the Elite. Let's start with TNT, TNT Surprise. Let's start with that. Guevara is the new champion. He pulled Surprise win over Miro in the main event. We all knew Guevara has the skills to, to pull off, but it was a different manner trying to pull it together as a man dominant as the Redeemer. The mood was set strong with Miro's mountain horn music as he let the title belt like Simba on the Lion King. All the while, Guevara was choppy as a bit to start the fight. Ding dong ding. Guevara charged for knee strike. Miro knocked him down hard with a car crash shoulder block. Miro used his power to dominate early. Guevara found a well of motivation when Miro ripped off the chain necklace. The offense spurred only lasted so long, but Miro took control again by catching Chainsaw Press to counter for an overhead belly to belly suplex. Guevara showed no quit and railed once more for a standing Spanish fly counter. 
We got the Spanish God taking out China action, action by allowing for a twisting corkscrew dive on the ring post. Focus. Sorry about that. Okay, anyway, Guevara kept on pressure for a flying cutter. He went for the GTH finisher. However, Miro muscled out. A thrust kick knocked Sammy silly. After a kick out on the cover, Guevara wisely rolled out of the ring to stall for time. Miro lost his cool up the blowing opportunity. Begin tearing out the turnbuckles. That instant rage backfired when Vilio Sil caught a stretch and allowing Guevara to knee Miro into an exposed field. Sammy exploded on the offense. Tornado DDT, GTH, 63630. Set time with a middle finger salute. Pin and win. The locker room celebrated Guevara's triumphant. That was certainly a title change surprise. Guevara was getting his butt handed for him for the most part, but his stride kept pedaling to the middle for victory. The part with Miro ripping out Turbo felt a little too manufactured, leading to a big moment. Guevara did a great job, leading no doubt by hitting all his finishing moves to keep Miro down. Now we got a new age upon the championship. This is another example of AEW building homegrown talent to a star. First was Darby Allen, and now Guevara is next. Sammy still has work to do to show that this was no fluke. AEW doesn't have a history of quick title change, so the Spanish guy should have this moment shine for a while. No time for losers. The most shocking moment on day, the AEW Diamond came first with Al Anderson. He had harsh words for Cody Rhodes. Cody team with Lee Johnson <sighs> to take on the Ray duo of Seidel and Martin. Cody ignored Arn's coaching order for Johnson to start in the end with Johnson saying the day when Cody was in trouble. Johnson pulled him by the bridges in the corner for a legal tag. Johnson went to work and pinned Martin on a cross leg brain buster for the knee. The match was decent. It was more like four single wrestling smashing moves rather than working as a well-oiled machines. That made sense they are in full-time partners. Martin, the big elite, continued to impress. One moment they brought a chuckle with the game on one of these things. Cody was right like others in that turn was fine, but he went up two, missed the target, tweaked his knee on the way down to the floor. The other three promptly hit a miserable as well assault the outside. The real work came in a post-match interview. Anderson had never Cody's bluster look from Malachite Black. He insinuated Cody was too soft to go out to Black. Cody is the type of man who hand his keys to a carjacker. Arn would shoot the carjacker in the head. He'll be damned he lose a coach, a loser. At that, Arn split with Johnson and toe as a worthy student. Mm-hmm. Damn, that was a spicy meatball for Arneson. Dumbs up for vivid imagery and scar by Arn. The drive has been ruined and slow cooker ever since Cody was team champion and wouldn't listen to Arn's tutelage now. Now the frustration has been boiled over. There's two ways to go. Either Cody become a fruitless pillar or Arn brings in a man who fit to get the job done against Black. Both options have intriguing potential. If you drive Cody to the deep end, then I'm curious how it affects his personal outside. Will he be able to turn off the killer instinct? Super Elite Business. The Elite was back in business. It started with Adam Cole in the ring and finished with a challenge for Brian Danielson. We got a hot opener between Cole and Jungle Boy. Cole uses the medical knowledge to his advantage early. Jungle Boy was quick to learn. He used the same tactics then for Cole. Cole had the win and scratch. Jungle Boy counted on the hurricane off the apron. Cole was back in the ring first as JB entered through the ropes. A super kick was ready for his chain. Cole executed a panel sunrise, pin dryer, pile dryer, but our Jungle Boy survived the recount. Jungle Boy had moments of high drawing himself. He almost entered a victory by logging a snare trap mission, but Cole preserved. When Cole was close to the rope, JB pulled to the center. That's when Cole made his move to escape. 
as Feldman and engaging. Cole trapped the referee against the ropes to block the view as Mule King. Jay went down like a sack of potatoes. Cole pounced for a running knee to the back of the head. One, two, three, bang, bang. Cole and Jungle Boy put on a doozy. JB scored another third offense that made me consider upsetting the making. Youngster looks strong, even though he lost. And for Cole, that's the type of channel. Mind being creative, get the job done. One on your own show, one's ingenuity. Ingenuity. Rely on multi men do dirty times work, and then gets overblown by for elite cheap. Speaking of elite, they come out full forest, celebrate Cole's success. We had Kenya Meg on the mic. We got Daniel Bronson on the scene. Danielson won a rematch after the last few times during the draw. Mega was an interesting. Danielson offered an upper challenge any member of the Rampage. It was later that Nick Chance to answer the call. It'll be Nick Chance versus Brian Danielson Rampage, which I'll review after Dynamite. When Mega talked to Danielson to fight the whole right then, Brian Danielson brought out Frank Kazarian, Cage, and Jurassic Express to back up. The good guys charged the ring. As the bad guy backed away, Scott right as Elite scatter like cockroaches when the lights are on. So here's the thing. The Elite promo rings are a mixed bag. The core message is really interesting, delivered well. It's all the diddle dallying between members that wasted time. The segment ended abruptly without physicality. It was built up as a huge ball and nothing happened. Overall, the fan reaction carried the post-match segment. This was hot for the whole thing and right after the promo. I'm going to go side Omega about the you know, rematch. The champion to beat the champ. Omega's right about dancing. Couldn't get the job. So, so there's no confirmation of finish either. Of course, that's not so well developed dance a chase for the world title. So, anyway, let's jam through the rest of Dynamite. So, we got Moxley, Kingston, and Darby Allin defeating Bear Country and Anthony Queen, Green. The match ended when, like, when rugged control for the stars closes the teamwork, close the close line half and half supers for Mock and King to Green. And afterwards, Sting had some fun with a Scorpion Death Drop to Green. This was a match to pop the crowd. Mm-hmm. This was a 16 6 main team tag match. Dark or Crassity versus the Hardy family, company, whatever. So, well. After I just said this match was set up for Hart for Cassie versus Evans hair versus hair match and Rampage, which I will review. I will. So during that match, Grayson and, and Evil will try to leave, but Negative One made sure they stayed. So yeah, and they celebrated with Negative Two, Negative One. I mean, Dark Lord found their mojo and ran for the victory. And he basically, John took a bunch of signature moves with the climactic fatality for Uno and Grayson. John Silver picked up the victory. Yeah. This was a nice one for the Brody fa- Lee family as the glue that holding Dark Order together and fade away to pay tribute to his memory. The actress bonkers for the cozy rally. This was worth watching again on replay. Yeah. It is. So, if the golden story was was never designed for, for Hammond Page, when does it fit next week? So this may Anthony come next week in a casino ladder match. So it's most like him and Penn is gonna return soon in that ladder match. So stay tuned for that. We got NJ Ty Costa defeat Bunny Money and Penalty Four. Those mean girls had moments of four and Mr. Moonsaw. Conti with a hot sexy ass took took care on Bunny with a gory knee strike on the floor. Jay 
footage for the Queen Slayer choke. Did I mention Anna J had a sexy body? Yeah, she does have a sexy hot. Again, she does have a sexy hot body. Anna J. Yep, Anna J does has a sexy hot body. Let's go to the mind games of NJF. He talks about the four pillars of AEW's future that includes Jungle Boy, Guevara, and Danny Darby Allen. Then he started talking shit about Darby Allen, then about WWE. And then he's going to start a little bit with Darby Allen by talking about his dead uncle, alcoholism. And then Darby didn't care. NJF got pissed. And then NJF, so pissed, went on Twitter and said, I can't break you mentally, Darby. It's more like that. It sounds like NJF will try to make it a priority to break Allen mentally. NJF is a master of getting under skin and in a rate he created two. The feud is going to get sicker and darker. So here's some notes to it. CF Punk started the show with a victory lap before drawing commentary for the entire broadcast. He was entertaining and you would expect given his past experience at the table. It was amusing to hear his rat as a fan of times. Heck, AEW should have Punk open every show, even if it doesn't, besides running around and the crowds up to the same levels. We had Andrade congratulating the Leecher Bros for holding the Andre AEW AA tag titles. We pointed out they hadn't defended it in a while. Andrade knows a few Luchadors for the challenge. Phoenix and Pentagon are ready for any time. Focus on AEW titles was straight considered AEW shows are not able for viewing outside Mexico at the moment due to the lawsuit. With Lucha Underground financial backers, I think it might be his case to veer the Lucha Bros away from the Number one, Young Bucks, and they still have important matches, much like how AEW's John Moxley with the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship. We talk about Ruby Solo, reflecting on her loss to Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Solo will climb her way back to a title shot. Leo Rush returned to AEW after contemplating retirement. He broke out a money manager, mid level marketing commercial. I don't know what it had to do with wrestling. It sounded like it could be a pitcher, transition to manager, or not. I don't know. So FDR refocused after all their past losses. We got Dan Lambert ridiculing Jericho's for last week's beatdown. Lance Champion's brains were scrambled. He will never wrestle again. So says Lambert. Scary Sky. Paige will not be able to look anymore. Paige brought out the heat talking about looking past their clean cut appearance as opposed to look gritty and using curse words to portray the facade of toughness. He has the best smile and tight, tight fits and tights in the game. Mm-hmm. We got Hikaru Shida to look at her 50th career win in AEW next week. Surya DB is going to be a stepping stone. Ice Pro Package to build it out of thin air. Jay Cardell, Dada Rose, and Dada Rose will compete in Eddie Goes 3 Way or Rampage. I will review it after Dynamite. Yes, that will be a slobber knocker. So let's talk about, about Stanley Guevara. Conquering the Unbeatable Beast is always a good feel moment. I feel Dada's show is Evil Udo. He dished his mates, but but thankfully, Aaron Huber, Amanda Huber, and Negative One returned for the greater good. So, it's a strong opener. The main event scratched for a solid show. So, it was a good dynamite. So, mm-hmm. I will review Rampage about now. Okay, let's review Rampage. Mm-hmm. Eminent from Rochester, New York, in the Blue Cloth Arena. The show will feature Brian Danson, wrestling Nikki Jackson. We got a women's three wing match and Orange Cassidy finding Keepers hair. Let's jump to the action. We got Danielson versus Nick Jackson. During the early going, Jackson felt cocky as he sprayed Ursula Guy's pants. Danielson took advantage of a suicide dive. 
Valentine focused on a wearing Jackson Rangers for missions delivered in minutes costly. Jackson turned the time when Butter Matt Freer danced on the floor. Jackson hammered out with Kiss the Chest, danced on Colin to mockery, ate the kiss fire with passion, spit in Nick's face. Jackson took the show once again, but dancing with many of his knees on the floor for the clash. The American Dread quickly transitioned to Labella. Jackson was able to reach the rules of the foot by a break. As the contest went down, Jackson proved to be savvy, bit the super kick, received the tiger suplex, and walked through the knee, Kelly Missions of Top Out. Dancing defeated Nick Zaps in the aftermath. The elite around the ring cage expressed being the honest, both factions turned their names when fist cuts broke out. Jungle Boy lost his hair, chopped Adam Cole. Hammerman signed for safe. Dancer caught him with a rebel lot. Both Amanda and Cole tapped out the goat guys rare viewers towards torture and submission. Among this four Hobbs and Hook introduced a special new changes from Ricky Starks. Mr. Absolute had a message for Brian Cage. Starks is pretty sick of analysis. The bigger the man, the more ass he can whip. Starks wanted Cornball K put him out. That's true. The video is a piece of art. CM Punk decided to retire. The one he flew here out of the Lahaus experience, time to get down to business. There was a clock on his back, and wrestlers were pumped for him. Punk wouldn't want any on Wendy, rather chill on Morgan could change to a side of mediocrity. It, Punk wants the best AEW has to offer, even more future plans, but next time he's here, it's on the menu. We got the Indos, Gargel versus Nia Rose versus Thunder Rosa. We got a physical three, we occasionally with the weapons. Mm-hmm. From Wendley to Nelson the third five center broke up the cover. The number one still rolled down when Thunder Rosa took out Nyla with a cool power bomb off the apron to the table. As Thunder Rosa started facing the bad beast back in the ring, Thunder Rosa wowed chair shots to La Mira Mira. Numerous hits laid Thunder Rosa down for a three count. Gargano defeated Thunder Rosa and Nyla Rosa in a three way. Malachi Black sold his black mist deep into every part of Cody Rhodes' existence. Best there explains Cody won the single takes to beat him. Black has a glory reading the Nightmare Family will move on to other shows and in the same company. Kevin Guevara rolls to become one of the best TV champions. He has already been challenging to the Forbidden Door. Guevara plans to send Bobby Fish straight to hell. Pac, Andrade, Moxley, and Archer and a Joker were announced to take the ladder. Back on Dynamite, Lance Cassidy and Matt Hardy were ready to add to the broadcast. We got Mark Hardy probably defined the move everyone involved in this hair versus hair match. Matt Hardy twisted and not wanted to jam on the opportunity to shake out Cassidy's head. I wish he didn't know about his stipulation nearly. He declared he would not leave and not talk. And we close the time for the main event. Hair versus hair. Orange Cassidy versus Jack Evans. We had distractions from Matt Hardy. Allowed Evans to pick up speed. The man from Herbert has some sweet moves with a corkscrew kick. 450 splash. Corkscrew moonsault. And no flying suplex rolling through a missionary driver. Cassidy's fine hits were suicide eyes with flying cross flags. By the front came off with a finish. Hardy gave his butcher blade a bunny, Chuck Taylor, Weaver, Misa, and Chris Sam appeared at the roadblock. Hardy called for the rest of the Chiller unit. Dark Order ventured from him alongside as he passed by the ring. Evans was complaining to the referee. Cassie pounced with a spare punch to the wind. Cassie defeated Evans. Poor Jack had his head shaved. Dark Order protected the procedure for interference from the HFO. Hardy tried to ditch Evans for the greater good. We got a show closed with a puzzle note with a group hug from Negative One and Far Hometown, which the Broadway would approve. Yep, so that was Rampage, and I'll see you all next week for another AEW weekly review. See you later.